This is 680 CJOB. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Main Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here in studio with... Crystal Hall. I thought you were going to say my name for <laughs> I know, me. I know, I usually do, but I figured I'd mess you up the time. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm very good. We are in the studio. This is kind of weird. We haven't been here for a little while, it's right? It's been a while. We've been on a lot of road trips We've lately. We've been on the road trips, man. Well, we're here for a special reason. We have a special guest. But first, let's introduce her. Uh, you know, dietary restrictions have really become a part of dining out uh, in this uh, in this day and age where people either need gluten-free, dairy-free, meat-free, that kind of thing. Um, while gluten-free treats have become more accessible, more accessible than ever, it's rare to find a place that actually is 100% gluten-free. There's only one in Winnipeg, and it's owned by Betsy Hebert, and it's called Cocoa Beans Bake Shop and Cafe. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. This is kind of strange you being here, because you and I talked... About like, a year or two years ago? Two years ago, ago man. I know. I went in there. I know. I ate half your shop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you gave me a to-go thing for work. Yep. And uh, two years later, you know, I repay the favor two years later. I know. And you're here. I'm, I'm really lame. It's I'm never so too sorry. late. Never too late. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And you <laughs> and Crystal okay. meeting for the first time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great to meet you. Um, <laughs> don't, don't lie to her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I put up with. <laughs> <laughs> We've known each other for a long time. That's good. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about cocoa beans. Yeah, let's talk. Right right from the beginning. So let's let's talk about first your history. How did how did cocoa beans come to be? Yeah, you know what? I um was not a baker nor a um store owner. And um yeah, I my my kids, my I have three children. Uh, my middle one got diagnosed with celiac disease probably about uh 12 years ago. And we had never heard of celiac disease. We mm-hmm. didn't know anything about it. Um, and we thought, oh, this poor kid, what is she going to eat? And, um, so we started doing some research and, and then through that, her doctor also said, probably the whole family should get tested because it is, um, hereditary. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of went, wow, oh, okay, fine. We well, want to eat whatever we What have we got to lose? <laughs> we don't have it. And, uh, as it turns out, myself and all three of my children have celiac disease. Get out of here. Yeah. And then I, my extended family got tested and I have three siblings with celiac disease. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's seven of us all together. It seems to be, you hear about it more and more now. Yeah, you do. Is um, it just, just become, people are testing and they know about it or is it? Yeah. Doctors are becoming more aware of celiac disease and what it means and what it's all about. And people that used to get a diagnosis of irritable bowel syndrome or, um, you know, we just, we don't really know. You just have a sensitive tummy. Um, you know, that's kind of all you were given and, and they sent you home and, and you tried to do the best with it that you could. Um, but then through research, um, celiac disease, which has been around actually for quite a long time, just not diagnosed very well. And a lot of people with a diagnosis have taken years. Like for us, it was it was years um, to get a diagnosis. I've probably had celiac most of my life, but I didn't find out till like 12 years ago. And I didn't like food pre-celiac because it made me sick. Oh, so oh. yeah. So, so you were feeling the symptoms of it. Yeah, obviously. yeah. But I didn't, you know, I'd go to the allergy specialist and they'd say, oh, no, you're not allergic to wheat, you're not allergic to dairy, you're not allergic to eggs. And 
yeast and all these things they check me for. That's and super annoying to hear, yeah, too. Like, you know yeah. there's something wrong and they're telling you, oh, you're good. Yeah, you're, you're good. good. Yeah, exactly. So it's not an allergy. And it's not an allergy. It is an actual disease. It's an autoimmune disease. And um, what triggers it, they don't really know yet, but usually it's a trauma or stress or um, something's happened, you know, whether you've, you know, been sick with a really you know, bad flu or something. Something triggers it in the immune system and it says, attack, attack, attack. And then it just... Sorry, how's that go again? It goes, how? Attack, <laughs> attack, attack. <laughs> <laughs> so then you get these little guys that attack um, all the all the good things in wheat, rye, and barley and it recognizes it as an invader and then it just... Um, that's what gives you your symptoms of all kinds of discomfort and sort of flu-like symptoms. And once you have it, it's not like you can ever... You can never get rid of it, uh, but you can learn to manage it. Right. And that's where I, you know, we kind of went, wow, there's not... Like, our food options 12 years ago were really, really limited. They were even limited when I, when you and I spoke Yeah, last, exactly. Right? And I just thought, I didn't like food before. If this is what I got to eat, yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> what do I, like, I can't go through the rest of my life like this. And so I had been in marketing communications beforehand. And so I did a real flip. And I just kind of went, you know, I'm looking for something new. Um, I'm not sure what that's going to be, but uh, let's do some exploring. And I started making gluten-free food and because we needed it. Oh, how about the other case? So you, you went to the doctor for the one child. Yeah. Were the other two, didn't they, didn't they not have symptoms or feel bad? Uh, one of them did for sure. And we had been taking him to the doctor since he was like four. Mm -hmm. And he complained of stomach aches and, you know, he hated going to school. And I saw you just don't know. Like, is right. it is right. he just not like school or what? He and gave me a stomach ache school did. Yeah. And he was just really dramatic about it all he'd you know roll on the floor because his stomach hurt and, and i just kind of went oh my goodness okay we have a you know an actor here but as it turns out <laughs> how do you feel when he actually asks me I like oh no it's like when you it's like when your daughter says mom i can't see the fish that's in floating in the water when i took her on her school trip mm -hmm. And everybody's looking at the dead carp that's in the Lockport Dam, and my daughter can't see it. And I'm just like, what? what? It's right there, honey. And she's like, I can't see it. Took her to the eye doctor. She needed glasses. And I was like, oh, my word. How long oh, no. has she needed glasses? Oh, no. <laughs> so so I mean, everybody, everybody's done that before. <laughs> I know. My daughter broke her hand, and I thought she was faking. I'm like, no, no, no. And then she realized. I know, I know. It's a good doctor. Yeah. I think every parent has that. And so, yeah. So then we um, kind of went, well, I think, you know, with all the, I bought tons of cookbooks. I bought, um, and I read them like people read textbooks because I'd never been a, really a baker and I'd never owned a bakery before. And so I thought well, I better kind of have an idea of what I'm doing. So you decided to open the bakery before you became a baker? Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Um, so, uh, and so I started just trial and erroring things and I thought, gee, this actually turned out pretty good. Um, maybe there's a demand. And so I started going to markets, like farmer's markets. And Hang on, how did you know it was good? Did the kids test it and tell you it was good? Well, I, no, I took it, it to my neighbors. <laughs> You're like, hey, you want to try this? <laughs> yeah. You didn't tell them it was gluten-free? No, not at the like, beginning. like, just try it. Yeah, just try it. Because those are the real, like, they're your real um, 
feedback, right? Because right, right, people they, are gluten-free, right, they they'll eat anything. Like the, right. the <laughs> they've been deprived. Was, yeah, they've so been deprived, and so any like the bar was set pretty low. So I thought, like, it's got to like it can't be. I'm not going lower. So. <laughs> <laughs> So then I, I kind of went, okay, so I tried it, brought it to my neighbor, and I said, here, you've got kids, let them try it, they'll tell you exactly what you think. Well, For like, sure, what yeah, they yeah. Think, kids right? will tell you whether it's yeah. good or not. So, and they liked it, which I was like, yes! So, um, so then I started going to farmer's markets, and then because my background was marketing and communications, it was like, okay, now i got to find out what do people want, how much are they willing to pay, why would they buy it, does it taste good? And um, how often would they buy it? And um, it, uh, I don't know, like all the questions, the right. how, who, how, who, what, when, where, all of those. Right. Is it a viable business? Will yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. And so um, after two years of doing markets, um, people kept asking me, where can I find your, your product? And we, I did have, I converted my laundry room in the basement to a licensed kitchen. We had approval from Manitoba Health that we could go in and, um, you know, like I, I put my whole laundry room into a closet. And then because your laundry room was perfect. It had running water. Mom, can we wash our clothes? No. No, exactly. I'm in the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> we have no washer and dryer. <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the closet. <laughs> and uh, so it had water hookup. It had... Um, the amperage that he needed for my oven because you've got your yeah yeah it's all there, it's all there. Yeah. and uh, and a drain so i just had to put in a different floor some baseboarding you know stuff like that so um yeah so it was yeah we just started and and sort of went from there and then um got into a few stores like vita health and some restaurants and then so you, you weren't just, satisfied with just cooking no, heck no. Okay, you know, we're going to take a little break. This yeah. is a good story. I, I, I love this whole thing. And, uh, and we're going to continue with Betsy from Cocoa Beans. And uh, we're going to talk about the evolution, how it started. How, yeah, you know, sure. We're going to carry on. Okay, All right? sounds good. You're on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Hey everybody, welcome back to the main ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. Krista Hall here. Where we're here with Betsy from Cocoa Beans. You bet, I'm here. We were talking before the break and we were talking about how the store came about. We left off at you and your laundry room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I graduated out of my laundry room because my I health graduated. inspector <laughs> kind of went, okay, it's time to take this thing out of the house. And I was like, no, no, I can't. I'd never paid rent. I'd never paid a staff member. I'd never been a boss. Um... All of those things. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Because in your basement, you don't have, like, you don't really pay the bills, right? No, right. It's, 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 it's and you a, go down when it works for you. You don't yeah, right. get jammies late at night, early yeah. morning, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was, yeah, very nervous and very scared. But um, we started looking around and we found a place on Taché. And how many years ago was this? This is, oh, goodness, uh, seven and a half, almost eight years ago. Okay. And so um, what was funny was there had been a small independent bakery there before. Mm -hmm. So the bones were all there. And so we just had to come in and make it our own space. And it was affordable rent. Um, it, was, um, it, it was a really, really great pr place to start. And what was really, really helpful is that the neighborhood was so welcoming. And they were really great with, you know, 
not everybody that walked through the doors needed gluten-free, but they came in because, you know, the date square tasted like normal. And, you know, we had coffee, we had soup, we had sandwiches. Um, we had a few things. So, And did you have a little <coughs> restaurant there or was it all takeout? It was mostly takeout. We had okay. like two little tables and four chairs. Okay. But I got to meet a lot of interesting people and it was very fascinating and I loved it. But backtracking a little bit, um, I was working like crazy and I had some volunteers like relatives, friends <laughs> who were helping me with the shop. And one day this this young gal walks in with her resume and she goes, I'm looking for a, a bakery job. And I was like, oh my word. I was like, full-time or part-time? And she said, well, preferably full-time, but I'll take part-time. And I was like, let me get back to you. And so I sat down that evening with my husband and I went, how can I afford her? Mm-hmm. Like, let's figure out a plan because I need help. Was that hang on, up to that point? That wasn't something you had actually consciously thought about. No, because you just thought I can't afford that, so I'm just going to carry on. Exactly, exactly. I'm going to do it all. Right. Like, how hard can it be? Yeah. Right. Hard can it have famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> so then I. So then when we finally realized that things were going fairly well and we would need to hire somebody, I hired her and um, she started part time. And before we knew it, she was full time. And, uh, yeah, just kind of... And was she a gluten-free no. specialist? No. 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 And, in fact, it's re- it, at that time, it was really, really hard to find anybody who had had any experience sure. with gluten-free baking. Right. And so I knew that it, I didn't really need a pastry chef. I just needed somebody who was willing to learn. Right. But... She applied knowing it was a gluten-free bake yeah, shop, right? Yeah, she did. Oh, cool. Right. So um, so she was really excited about the opportunity to learn um, all things gluten-free, and which I was really grateful for because it, um, it, it turns everything you know about baking on its head. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything you learn in pastry school. Forget turn, about yeah, it. Yeah, forget about it because nothing's going to work like that. Mm-hmm. You got to um, you gotta just... Um, yeah, throw all that out. I mean, you're still mixing your wet and your dry ingredients uh, separately, but but with gluten-free, it's, you know, very precise measuring. We're measuring by the gram. We're measuring, you know, um, you you if you're short a little bit of an ingredient, you could end up with a brick. Oh, really? If you add too much, you could still end up with a brick. <clears throat> so everything really has to be... Finely tuned. Um, yeah, well, just, that's kind of the opposite of baking. Like, you know, yeah, a pinch of this, can't, no. mix slightly whatever, and it's kind yeah. of your own taste goes yep. with something. No, right? no pinching. No, it's got to be accurate. And, and that's what I think for me drew me to the baking because I love to be creative. But at the same time, when I'm baking, because I hadn't done a lot of baking, mm-hmm. I wanted something to tell me exactly. Like, if you put A and B together, you will get C. Right, you wanted a process that right. you that that you just don't deviate from, and that you can follow it. Right, and so um, so yeah, so then we got going um, on that, and then about three years into it, um, my husband and I took a trip to Victoria, BC, because we wanted to find out is what we're doing. Does it even make sense? Because we had, I knew that there was a gluten free bakery. Um, in Victoria. What do you mean, does it make sense? You're well, a business and people are buying it and saying it's good. <laughs> so it's got to make some sense. Well, yeah, but I didn't know, was I doing, like, was my um, like technically, setup? Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, was my setup? Did that make sense? 
did, um, you know, my sourcing of ingredients. Because um, right, you, you could be doing things the hard way and you don't even know. Exactly. It. Right. right. Yeah. I, I had no idea. And so um, she was very gracious and she gave us a tour of the whole bakery. And I realized that without having gone to school for this, that I'd actually set up my bakery quite well. And I was very well, sort yeah. of, yeah, I know, out of, I was out of necessity, thrilled. Right? Yeah, out of necessity. But I did learn, oh, like you can buy this. Ooh, that's really cool. Yeah. I love kitchen tools and bakery tools. Mm-hmm. And so I learned a few things like, oh, I can source this, I can source that. Now, how do I find it? And because I had no um, culinary or bakery pastry experience, I had no hangups with how to do things. Right, your, your mind is free. Yeah. And so basically what I did was, you know, you're constantly thinking outside the box with Always. gluten-free. Right. And so when I needed a tool or a, you know, we needed, we bought this 30-quart mixer, which was, um, it's a Hobart and it's like a beast. It's probably 50 years old. Works like, you know, like a charm. Um, and the bowl, when it's full, is heavy. And we were making, we used to bake for the Jets. Mm -hmm. And this was our first big event. We were making buns. My husband and I, who my husband is not a baker either. And we had been tasked with making 500 um, rolls for, I think it was the Yearling Foundation back when it was the Moose. And... um, and we sat, we stood there all day making buns, and uh, you know it was it was a great experience. But we realized that we needed um, like a um, a sort of a table that would move up and down, so we could raise and lower the level of the bowl, oh, right. so that I wouldn't you know sort of overuse part of my muscles and then because they were getting sore and everything right because right? the bowl is heavy you said yeah we exactly in it. it's, yeah, it's too much so we went to prince's auto and we bought a um dirt bike stand <laughs> <laughs> that has hydraulics yeah it's clean it's washable it's you know it everything it's awesome i have three of them <laughs> Man, that lady rides a lot of dirt bikes. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought one for the kitchen because we have two. Now on, on Corden, we have two full kitchens going. And so the bakery kitchen has one. The culinary kitchen has another. And the other one is is not being used right now. But it works like a charm. And you can roll it. You can, you know, you lower it, raise it, whatever you want. And so things like that, you know, we I go, okay, like I need it to do this. What can I get away with? Because you buy something at the kitchen supply store, it's like three times more than if you go to Princess Auto, but, you know. Just, right, you're using the same, it's, right, it's theirs is made the for that, compo- yeah. and, but it's the same thing. Yeah, it's just like the same to, concept. Right. It's just, I don't need to spend, you know, $1,500 on yeah. a bowl lifter yeah. when I can spend 200 on a... Right. So why not? I love it. It's awesome. I know it's kind of crazy, and so that's how I've, you know, like, and one of my one of my bakers says to me, Betsy, I'm so thankful that you're not from the industry, because you look at it at such a completely different way. Totally, hundred percent, fresh eyes there, man. And I'm just like, oh, really? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just doing what I know, and and I hope that you know. In the end, we're going to make a little bit of money and make a lot of people happy. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. Okay, we're going to take another break. 
Okay, let's do it. We're here talking to Betsy, owner of Cocoa Beans Gluten-Free Bake Shop, Cafe, and Restaurant. Yeah, and Restaurant. We have and restaurant. other things. And other things. we got a lot to talk about. I know, yeah. we do. And we, have, right. a, we have some sampling to do. Yeah, we have some yeah. sampling. All so we're sampling next. We're going to sample next after the break because that's, you know, we're greedy and we like to eat. Sure, All right. Yeah. Here on The Main Ingredient, here on 680 CJOB. Everybody, welcome back to the main ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. Krista Hall here. Who are you? And Betsy. And Hubert. Betsy. Yeah. Betsy is the owner of Cocoa Beans Gluten Free Bake Shop, Cafe, and Restaurant. What's with the name? Yeah, you know what? Um, I <sighs> man, if I would do it over again, I would not choose that name. Why not? Well, I think it's. People think it's, it's a chocolate shop or something. No, people think it's a coffee shop. Oh. Yeah, oh. I'm going cocoa. Come on, guys, cocoa. Yeah. Cocoa makes chocolate, not. Coffee. Coffee. But I I chose cocoa beans because we had been in Hawaii um, previous to the choosing of the name, and we'd gone to this uh, grocery store called Papayas. I thought, what a cool name. You know, they grow papayas on the island. Makes sense. So I want to create a name that um, screams chocolate. And because I, what I, when I first started, my goal was to do desserts Mm -hmm. because there was, at the time, there was somebody doing bread and pierogies. And then there was another young gal doing sort of all things vegan. And, um, and I was doing the gluten-free. And so I had to differentiate myself from both of them and from a competitor who is on Pemina. And uh, when you really, sorry, St. Mary's, not St. When you really think about it, there's so many people that needed it. You yeah. know what I mean? That it really didn't matter. No, I know. But but from my perspective of marketing, I kind of went, I got to I gotta do something. Yeah, I don't want to do what they're doing. Right, exactly. So then I kind of started my own tweak, like my own uh, twist on what, what I thought was missing in the marketplace, which was desserts. Nobody mm-hmm. was making a really nice cake. So I thought, oh, I love cake. Like, why don't I? Yeah. Why don't I make the cakes? Yeah. And so that's how I started. I made cakes, and then people kept asking me for bread and buns, and and I was like, oh, but I don't like bread and buns, and I don't <laughs> want to make them. And uh, but it just kind of that just kind of the way it evolved. And then we were on Tache making uh, the bread and the buns and the cakes and everything and cookies and slices, and then we had people going. Well, I want a sandwich. I want soup. I want this. I want that. Can you do that? It's just funny. Customers dictate your business. Uh, they do. You, they right? do. Absolutely. And so we were like, uh, we can give that a shot. So <laughs> again, not knowing how to Maybe. do this, right? So I think, wow, for sure we can make soup. I can make homemade soup. I've done that. And I can put a chicken in a slow cooker. And we grew up having chicken salad sandwiches. And so I thought, well, I know how to do that, so I'll do that. And so that's how the chicken salad sandwich kind of thing was born. And it's still one of our favorites. It's very filling. Guys guys who are, you know, um, 200 pounds and big and beefy, they come in, they order the chicken salad sandwich, and they'll tell me, this is more filling than a foot-long sub. Really? Yeah. And I'm going, what? You, you, you For stuff real? it with quite a bit of... Chicken yeah, salad, a lot of like chicken stuff, in there. Right? Yeah, lots of good protein. I took a bite. Yeah, good. It was really it's good. Very good. Yeah, you gonna eat that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, go that was ahead. my supper. It was and really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And the bread, yes, is fabulous. Thank hey, you. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So why is your bread so soft? Why why is it 
Why is it bread? You know, I worked really hard on that. Because yep. um, that was the main thing of, of yes. people that are forced to eat gluten-free bread. You, you know, yes, it was like stone. It's nasty. Just, you lose a tooth. Na- it. Yeah, gross. you do. Yeah. It was nasty. And in fact, I remember the first time I saw bread, <laughs> it was in a cryovac yeah, you container, know, right? And you could like smash it, and you're like, "Wow, like this this thing I doesn't try to convince go. you that's just as good as regular yeah, bread." No, not really. And so, um, so yeah, so I kind of went, "Well, if I'm going to do it, I got to do, I got to knock it out of the park." Mm-hmm. So, with all of my research, um, I kind of took, you know, I would try all these loaves of bread. And what I liked about that one, this one, that one, I sort of combined a bunch of ingredients and it's a lot of trial and error. Like I got a lot of bricks and then I got a lot of not bricks, but not really edible. And so those ones you make into breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. and you use them for something else. But we finally um, stumbled um, on on a really good recipe. And so the bread that that sandwich is made with is, we call it our amaranth bread. And so it has, amaranth is a um, ancient grain. It's in the same family as quinoa. Mm -hmm. Very high in protein. It is a complete protein. Um, And so we kind of went, ooh, this would be really cool. Um, So we started adding amaranth. And there is flax, which we grow in Manitoba. So we buy um, crushed flaxseed. And that goes into the bread. So between the flax... And the amaranth and um, the eggs we use nature's um, nature's farm eggs, um, just with all of the really high quality ingredients, um, and the you know the baking time, the you know you have to let it sit because what one of the things we learned about our bread is the moister it is, the longer it stays. Um, moist and warm inside and you really have to give it a good couple of hours to cool before you can slice it otherwise you end up with a gummy mess and and here's a very funny story we had people calling us and going well you didn't slice your bread all the way through i was like what are you talking about we have a bread slicer like i don't slice every loaf by hand does it does it go back together yeah it went back together at the bottom oh wow and and so what we ended up doing was I took a video of our bread slicer. Yep. I posted it on social media and I wanted people to know this is how we slice our bread. There is no possible way we can stop this machine halfway through mm-hmm. and pull out a loaf of bread. Right. And so we kind of, we had a few people commenting about that. And then we realized what was happening was we'd slice it. We put it back in its bag. And then by the time the customer bought it, even three, four hours later, the um, bottom of it was sort of sealing back together. And so that's why it looked like the loaf wasn't sliced all the way through. Yeah. So that was a bit it's of like a learning accordion. lesson. It's like what? It's like an accordion. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, so yeah, so we've, we've, there've been a lot of lessons learned through making a single loaf of bread. Well, um, the amazing part to me as you keep, as you're talking is that other people have gone to school for certain things, but you're literally doing trial and error the whole time. The whole time, yeah. Which is insane. Like, yeah. Of course, you've learned a ton, yeah. but my God, what a lot of work. It is a lot of work, and it's it gets pricey. We had a lady um, come into our shop today that said, um, we also sell meals to go. Mm-hmm. So if you want to pick up a lasagna or a um, chicken or mushroom pop Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Come chicken on. pot pie. There's wow. a whole bunch. Pie, you have a lot mushroom of mushroom pot pie, frozen, um, ready, chili, vegan yeah. chili. Yeah. Is there anywhere else that offers all this stuff like you do? Sorry, no, anyone else? Yeah. Not 
that we know I, of. I don't think so. No. I've been to a lot of places that yeah. are blue. And everywhere has a section yeah. that has certain things. Yeah. But you like have like I know. Everything. That's the that's the goal is to be the one stop shop. And so we, I had a lady come and she was buying the low carb uh vegetarian lasagna, which we use um Instead of noodles, we'll use like a zucchini, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, slice it really thin. That's pretty cool. Love zucchini. And she's like, you know, I spent $60 on supplies for making a, a gluten-free lasagna. She goes, and by the time I was done, it tasted horrible and it went in the garbage. <laughs> so she was buying a lasagna from us and she goes, is it really good? And I went, Yes. Like, we wouldn't sell you it if totally. it wasn't good. No, it's garbage, but you'll <laughs> yeah, get by. Yeah, you'll love it. You'll, you know. <laughs> Give me your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I said, yeah. Like, and we offer different kinds of lasagnas. So if you like meat, if you don't like meat, if you're eating, you know, plant-based, uh, whatever. Like, we've, our chef is vegan. I am not. I am, I have to be, uh, I'm celiac, so I have to eat gluten-free and dairy-free. Mm-hmm. Um, which was another reason why we started morphing into dairy-free and egg-free was because we had a lot of customers coming in and going, my child is allergic to dairy, or I'm allergic to dairy, or I don't tolerate dairy, which, for whatever reason, goes hand-in-hand with celiac disease. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people with celiac will also have other food sensitivities, and usually it's dairy. It can sometimes be eggs or sometimes sugar. Um, Sugar would be like, oh, that'd be horrible. I'm so sorry for all our... Customers who need something sugar-free and we can't give them really anything right now, although we do a sugar-free cake, um, but still their options are very, very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, on my radar. But in the meantime, we're going to, you know, bring her home with uh, all kinds of other sweets that we know people who are gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegan can enjoy. Have you been to Cocoa Beans? Cocoa Beans. Bake shop, cafe, and restaurant. What's your address? It's 774 Corridan Avenue. Wow. Right, a sort of kitty corner to Christina's. Oh, People, that's right. Yeah. 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 Hey, okay. During the break, you're telling us about the criers. I want to hear the criers. Yeah, story the criers. Before we taste that stuff. Oh, my goodness. Um, when we first opened on Taché, uh, gluten free was still very much in its infancy. And, um, well, and it still is. Like, even 10 years in, um, I still feel like. Winnipeg hasn't even exploded with uh, gluten-free options yet. We're getting there, but um, it's it's coming. But anyway, so especially on Taché, when we first opened, we would get people in who were so overwhelmed by the selection of gluten-free items because they have hadn't had a, a gluten-free sandwich mm-hmm. that they that they enjoyed, you know, say for ten years. And and they would start crying, and we were like, "Huh? Like, what's wrong? Yeah, what's happening here? You know, what's what, that lady's is crying okay? eating a sandwich? Yeah." <laughs> and and she would say, "It's so good. It just I'm I just I can't. I'm so overwhelmed." Hang on, and that's you know? that. Obviously, that happened more than once. Since it does. There you label it, the criers. Yes, yes. So so what would happen is people would get newly diagnosed, and then we get referrals from doctors, from naturopaths chiropractors, um, holistic uh, practitioners, and they'll send people our way and they'll they'll tell them, you know, gluten or cocoa beans can help you with the gluten-free, the dairy-free, and the egg-free. Um, and so they send them to us and then we do a little bit of... That's a huge compliment. 
That's yeah, huge, oh, right? I know, I know. Right? Um, then I usually it's myself will spend a little time with them and coaching them and helping them uh, decide, well, yeah, decipher what is gluten-free, what is dairy-free mean. A lot of people think dairy-free includes eggs, but it doesn't. Oh. It, it's because you find eggs in the dairy did. section. Yep. Well, it comes from a chicken, not yeah. a cow. Mm-hmm. So that's how you differentiate. Does it come from a chicken, cow, goat? Like, where's it coming from? Right. So anyways, so I would meet with these people and... And even when we open the restaurant on Quirden, you know, especially in summer, because we have a lot of uh, guests traveling through, they haven't had onion rings in 10 years. They haven't had chicken fingers or, you know, in a restaurant setting. Right. It sounds kind of ridiculous, but when you, as soon as you're deprived from something and you can't have it for a long time, exactly. it's a big deal. It is a big deal. And I remember feeling the same way, especially when, when we still travel, like when we travel, we, I still have a difficult time, say, even in airports. Um, so when, when we get people saying, I just got off the plane, I came straight to your shop, and I'm dying to have, you know, a burger and some onion rings. Can you help me? And we're like, yes. Like, you know, That's and then awesome. they usually load up on all kinds of other things because they're so excited and they get so overwhelmed by all the choices that, we do have some criers, and it's, it's and exciting. I, I, I can appreciate it because I have family and, and friends that also are celiac, and so I want to have them over for dinner. Yeah. And it's it can be daunting it's for, challenging. for somebody. You don't, you don't want to make your guests sick. Right. Right? So yep. I can see some of the things that you're offering yeah. at, the, at your store that just to go and well, yeah. even and the mixes. You've got some of your yeah. breads and yep. cookies, so I can make it. Yep. But I'm not going to get my so friends we're, sick. Yeah, so we're trying to offer the whole stream. So if you love baking or if you want to try your hand at baking, we want to help you. So we've got mixes that are pre-portioned. Look at that. Excuse me. So it's kind of like a like we've got a chocolate chip cookie mix, and we include the chocolate chips. We include the gluten-free oats. The you know we've and everything in the pack that you need, except for if you're going to use a butter substitute and if you want to use eggs or not, it's up to you. Right, but you've done all the heavy lifting. But we've done all, yeah, we've done that all. And then what we started doing when we opened up the restaurant portion was we'd have people saying, I'm going to my aunt's, I'm going to my grandma's. I She doesn't know how to cook gluten-free, but I don't want to be left out. Right. And so then we kind of went, well, well, how do we help these people? So we started doing chicken or turkey dinners. And so now we have a regular turkey dinner that's gluten-free and dairy-free. And then you can get a vegan turkey dinner, which is basically um, vegan tofu. And then, but all the fixings that go with it. So the veg, the potatoes, the cranberry sauce, we make it all in-house, all from scratch. And we know exactly what's going into your food. And so we've got an ingredients binder if you're at all nervous about what's in each dish um, so that customers can feel confident when they leave that the item that they're giving to their friend or family member, um, you know, if they've come with the right information, they will not get sick. Um, And that comes from years of us you know, going over to family dinners and then, you know, you get there and you go, mm, I guess it's just salad, right? right? Yeah. Or even hams. Hams can have gluten in them. Can they? Right. Yes. It's so crazy, you know? And so when you're looking at, you know, gravy is daunting for yes. some people. So now we started offering, you can buy gravy by 
the 500 ml size. You can buy by the liter. You can buy stuffing Maybe if you only want to. Yeah, awesome. you, if you just want to buy stuffing, you can buy stuffing. Um, and so we have some people who do that. They can tackle. They want to tackle the dinner, but they're not sure about the dressings. Right. 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 So we're helping them with that. So you don't need a turkey dinner. That's awesome. We can help you with some of the accompaniments. Right. And then so we started doing that, and that became a hit. And so we're offering it again this Christmas where you can order a dinner where we've got uh, dainties by the dozen, which are already selling like crazy. And so what we've done is we've taken an assortment of dainties that we make regularly and then for Christmas like our... Um, this like, is torture, by the way. Yeah. In- we're going to get to... Okay, we're gonna be, okay. <laughs> You got to talk about what's okay, in so They're right beside I brought her. A, I brought inside. a little dainties by the dozen. So what we've got in there is uh, the peanut butter oat bar, which is huge hit. Which University of Winnipeg. Is that oh. year Goes round or is this a Christmas one? No, we have that year round. It's okay. got peanuts in it, though. So if you are allergic to nuts or peanuts, uh, that is not a good option. Not a good <laughs> option for you. <laughs> but um, who doesn't love peanut butter and chocolate? So um, that is a top seller. And then we've got hey, Date uh, Square. So she can't eat it. I'm going to try it. Yeah, you try it. I'm going to take one for the team here. We've got Date Square. And here's the funny thing. My background, I grew up in a Mennonite home. And um, every good Mennonite girl, um, when she got married, right. had to have Natural. the Mennonite yep, had to have the Mennonite cookbook, the treasury cookbook. And so mine is now, uh, I'm dating myself, but it's 38 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and I dug it out. And because my mom used to make date cake matrimonial squares all the time. It was always in our house. And I knew it was something that a lot of people liked. And the only twist on that one is you need to use gluten-free oats. Mm. And we made it vegan by using a butter substitute and, you know, swapping out a few things. So the the crumble is... Is just oats. Is well, gluten free oats with um, like with some butter substitute. Yeah, yeah. okay, absolutely. People, so, people can't tell this is gluten free. No, like, oh, if heck you didn't no. tell me that. I would never, no, you would oh, never know. No, no, and, and that's why I think it sells so well. Mm-hmm. Um, we sell it to University of Winnipeg, they buy it by the slab. Um, yeah, because you're s- in other restaurants as well. Yeah, yeah, we used to There's be in so a lot much- more. Yeah, we used to be in a lot more, but then uh, when we moved on to Cordon, our uh, the specs for our kitchen, for mm-hmm. our bakery kitchen, um, were different. So um, so we couldn't be, like, it's all a little bit technical, but we couldn't um, supply other stores because we didn't have the right uh, flooring or, you know, cover, you know, wall coverings, whatever. Right. Um, so, um, so we're slowly going back into that a little bit, but with a bit of a different approach. And so now um, in in the dainties by the dozen, they're all different. And we we um, categorize them by gluten-free, dairy-free, or gluten-free vegan. So um, another item that we have is our brownie. And the brownie is nut-free. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan. It's got chocolate chips in it. It is unbelievable. Okay, I'm going for it. Go for the brownie. Do it. Yep. Okay. Do it. And then the one other thing that we have in here is our... Oh man, what are they called? Mm. They we called them our mudslide cookie, and then now we um, have them. 
Oh, jeez. She's not going to talk anymore. This is, this I don't is even the, know what This is the end called. of her asking you questions because <laughs> her mouth is full. So good. <laughs> the, mm. Yeah, the brownie is really good. And then, you know what? Really it's got good. banana puree in it. Really? Oh, and that probably yeah. keeps it extra moist. Super moist. Super moist. Well, that's the one thing about gluten-free baking is that when you have nuts or fruit or uh, vegetables in it, it adds the extra moisture mm. that is missing from gluten-free. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's natural, so it um, so the oil from the nuts, the, the you know the dates we buy um, we buy a premium date, and then um, yeah, just the bananas in the you know I used to go to the Sobeys Cash and Carry and I would go give me all your bad bananas. And I like, want what? all the ones that are black. Yeah, and they looked at me and they're like, okay, so let's discount that box ten bucks, and I was like, heck yeah, you got more. And, you know, and I would just, that's how I would do it. And then we found out that one of our suppliers actually had banana puree. We didn't have to make our own banana puree. Sweet. What a time saver. I know. (laughs) Holy smokes, man. I know. It was crazy. And so then I was like, well, now I don't have to go to the Sobeys Cash and Carry begging for bananas. You walk through them like, hey, lady, lady, we got got boxes in the bag. I know. When they see (laughs) me coming. I'm good. Don't worry. I know. I said, too bad I don't have a bigger freezer. I'd take them all. But, um... But yeah, and some of the things I I learned through osmosis, like by, you know, learning from other bakeries, Tabita, oh my word, she is a saint yeah. in this city. We, um, we interviewed her a few <laughs> weeks ago. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, I only, mean, only she didn't say her name right. I'm oh, sorry. yeah. <laughs> Tabita, she has been um, just a wealth of knowledge for me when I was starting out. She, you know, sat down with me. She gave me some pointers. Did she really? Yeah, she did. She's a nice lady. She is an amazing lady. And she was she was fresh and local long before anybody else. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. always been, yeah. been that way. And, um, and so she gave me some tips and, you know, pointed me in, in some good directions. And, uh, you know, there would be every once in a while I'd call her and say, Tabita, where do I source this? And, you know, a quick phone call. And she'd pick up and she would give me the answer. And she was just so sweet. And How fantastic is that? Yeah. It takes you like forever to reinvent the wheel in a phone call. And it's exactly. Done, right? Exactly. And so what we've been, what we've learned through, you know, little partnerships like that is the baking world is very, um, yeah, have, have <laughs> a cookie. Kidding, yeah. <laughs> um, the baking world is really, um, what's been nice about social media is that we can follow each other. Mm-hmm. And I will follow um, wheat based bakeries yep. because I want to see what they're doing. Right. The right. Trends. Then, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, what and are you want to be able making? to offer the same thing yeah. to your client? Like, how can, I, how can I make a Danish? I still haven't figured that out yet. Or, when you do, then we're yeah. living in your shop. Yeah. So, you know. Well, or even croissants. Like I know there's a gluten-free bakery in um, Vancouver. You got your own. Yeah. There's, there's oh, more. Oh, you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> person. There's a gluten-free bakery. It's called Lemonade in Vancouver, and they're doing a gluten-free croissant. But I have heard that they've spent gobs of money on research trying to get that nailed down because one of the things that gluten-free is not is it is not flaky Mm. and there is no way right now that i know of to make a super flaky crust so sorry to interrupt you yeah that's okay what is this it that's a date square or a matrimonial you believe that that's probably the best date i think so too yeah awesome that's really good yeah you can carry on now okay (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what we I'm like be to eating, hear. So you can talk See, to and me. this you guys are the true evaluators because the celiacs like they know mm-hmm. they know what it's supposed to taste or they hope they can remember what it tastes like, but when you get somebody who can eat anything they want mm-hmm. and they tell you mm-hmm. that it's good. That's that's like the gold star. Believe like, me, we do eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite that sad, actually. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is also a big seller for us, the Date Square. And that's one thing. My mom, she's in an assisted living home, and um, and she used to bake quite a bit. And so one of the things, like, she's got everything she needs, so what do you get her, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I will do is I'll put a little tray together for her. Always include the date square because that's what she used to make. And she is my biggest critic and my biggest fan. Right. You know, and I'll say, do you remember how you made these? Or do you remember how you made that? And how do I do that? Or how did you do that? She used to make yogurt from scratch. Crazy. And that was before we knew about probiotics and prebiotics and all of that stuff. And I'm thinking, mom, how did you do that? She used to do it in the oven. And what? yeah, she would just put her and we would get because I grew up on a farm. She would um, just get some raw milk, which. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so she'd get the raw milk and then she would uh, just make her own yogurt. And we went to school with homemade yogurt and, and berries. And it was awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. So I feel like I got s- some of my love of, of food, you know, even <laughs> though my mom didn't like to bake or cook. She did it because there were six of us, and, you know, that's what you did. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's what you did. Um, but I remember as a little girl, um, you know, going to the grocery store, going shopping, going, you know, trying some of the things and going, this is really cool, but I want to go play with my dogs and my horses, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't want to bake. <laughs> so here I am, you know, and now I don't even have a chance to bake much anymore because we now have about 24 employees. Wow. Yeah. And we're running a full... full yeah, 24 operation. employees, says yeah. the lady who <laughs> thought she was going to do it all herself. I know, I know. It's been hard <laughs> to give up some of that control. Dude, you got it. Otherwise, know. you're know, never going to get ahead. That's well, awesome. And that's, yeah. And that's the one thing I learned really quick was, you know, uh, maybe I don't enjoy doing the boss thing, but I can be the coach. Right. And I can coach people through and we can talk about how do you bake this and why is this not turning out consistently the same? Like, you know, um, so then we, you know, we look at like we've been having a little bit of trouble with one of our cakes. And and so we kind of went, well, should we be looking for a new recipe? Um, What's the problem? And it was, um, you know, the base when when the cake sat for a couple of days, it was like the because wi- our cakes are super heavy mm-hmm. because you can't there is no light and fluffy and gluten free. It's just dense. Yeah, it's just dense. I mean, I feel like we're fluffy for gluten free, but it's still dense. Right. And so the cakes weigh a lot, and so the the weight of the cake compresses the base, and then it looks like it's raw, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's baked. Mm. But then we kind of went, well, how do we get rid of that? And we just, you know, you brainstorm, you get all the bakers together. What do you think? What do you think? It's, you know, in gluten-free, if something doesn't turn out, it's usually too wet or you haven't baked it long enough. Mm-hmm. So we kind of went, well, do we reduce the liquid? Do we bake it longer? So we started with baking it longer. Oh, my word. Like, that was the answer. Wow. Like, 10 minutes longer in the oven. Like, well, that's nice and easy. Yeah, like, really. Once. But at the, you know, like, some of these things, like, yeah, there are sort of no cookbooks when you're making right. up your own you're, recipe 
We're You're paving the way. Man. We're yep. paving the yep. way. Very and patient. one of the one of the other big things that we started doing, we found this uh, blend that's got psyllium, chia, and flax in it, and it's just unbelievable. And we've been able to make um, bagels. We can actually form them and hold the dough in our hand, which is amazing because the bread that I brought the chicken salad sandwich on, you plop it like it just you just kind of scoop it into your bread, single bread pan. And it doesn't look like it's going to be a loaf of bread. It looks like muffin mix. And you think, oh, my word, this is not going to work. Every first baker that comes into our shop is like, that's going to be bread. And you're like, yeah, that's bread. That's bread. So, you know, once it rises and it goes in the oven, it's it's beautiful. And and that still gets my heart pumping. Like, I don't It's weird. Like, I never. It's weird that you're so excited about know, all this food. stuff after all this time. I know. After but all you've been deprived years. literally yeah. almost mm-hmm. like half your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like I'm rediscovering food. Yep. And I wish I would have tried a croissant when I was, you know, even when I didn't feel good and I was younger. I wish I would have tried it because then I would know what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have tried. Like, people have asked us for challah bread. Well, I've never tried it, so I don't know what it's supposed to taste like other than what people tell me. Right. You know, what about the crumb? What about this? What about that? And we'll get people from, like, we have we have people visiting us from all over the world. We had people from the Netherlands, from Brazil, from all over, all over. And they come because we're dedicated gluten-free. And, um, you know, they just can't believe the selection that we have and they said nowhere, even in Canada, people will go from Calgary, from Edmonton, from Ottawa. They come into our shop and they go, how do I get one of these in my sh- in my yeah. town? And I'm going, oh, come on. Like okay. somebody in Calgary. There's, there's only one. You only have one shop, right? I only have one shop. Would you ever consider doing another one? Yes. <laughs> I would consider it. I don't have a hot clue how you would do it. Yeah, but you can figure it out. You figured all this out. I know so how hard it can be, right? Yeah, would you huh? do yeah. one in Winnipeg or would you go beyond Winnipeg? Oh, you know what? That is a hard question because um, we actually have had real estate agents contacting us and asking us if we're interested in different properties. And it just, it scares the life out of me to think of another shop. Um, well, you know what? They're they're looking from the outside, seeing that a successful business and probably thinking that you are going somewhere. I know. So kind of dropping, hey, you know what? Right. And right. so I so I don't know yet. Um, we have even this was one of the things I went to a um, workshop on cannabis edibles. Yeah. Because I thought, well, they're going to need gluten free edibles. Oh, yeah. Right. Somebody's got to do it. So we um, so we looked into what it might gluten-free take to do gluten free edibles. And um, well, I learned very quickly that. Manitoba doesn't even have their rules and regulations set yet. Oh, yeah. And um, apparently it was announced in um, in the paper a couple, well, a week or two ago that there is a company coming here from BC and they're going to be putting in this huge, massive plant in to do edibles. And I thought, well, okay, there's little Betsy Hebert with her little gluten-free shop. Probably she's not going to be making edibles anytime, you know, in the next six months. But it is something on my radar your customers again will dictate what you do. Exactly, absolutely. Right, you know that. Yeah, I do. And so, who knows where it's going to take us? Like edibles, we've. You Can know. you imagine that in an as an edible? 
Yeah, yeah don't, right? don't, don't, don't even, don't even try to touch that. Yeah. <laughs> don't even look at the rat trap. So the only reason I haven't t- bitten that is because I'm afraid she's going to finish her sentence, then I'm going to have a mouthful of stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Don't you even think about it. You know what? Let's wrap this up. And okay. you need to tell people basic information as to where you are, yep. how they contact you, and all your social media and website stuff. Sure, you bet. Um, so we are, again, uh, Coco Beans Bake Shop Cafe and Restaurant. And we're at 774 Corridon Avenue, uh, sort of kitty corner from Christina's. Great spot. And um, and you can find all things gluten-free there, from soup to baking to lasagnas to um, we even have a gingerbread house giveaway if you like us on social media. So we're on Facebook at Cocoa Beans Bake Shop Gluten-Free. And then we're on Instagram at Cocoa Beans GF. And uh, like us, share us, and enter to win the gingerbread house, which um, is quite quite a big, a large piece. Like it fits on a half slab, so about a half slab is so oh shoot, I should know this twelve by seventeen or something like that. Wow, that's a good and, size. Yeah, it's a good size, and it's everything is edible, just like on all the baking shows you see. And we've got lights in it. Well, the lights aren't edible, but everything else is. And it's gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegan. And it looks amazing. And one of our decorators, um, I just tasked her with it. And I said, you need... Is that it? No, that was That's a cake. Just, yeah. Um, you need... I want to do something big for our customers for Christmas um, for, as a way to say thanks for all your support all year round. And we wanted to do something that we hadn't done before. And that was the gingerbread uh, house. And so we're super excited to give that away. And that's probably, I, you know what, I don't even know uh, cost-wise, but for sure about $400 in just labor. Wow. Yeah. So um, so I'm, a, I'm super excited. And then our second prize is a gift card so that they wow. can use it towards a turkey dinner or they can use it towards... Um, a dainties by the dozen or a dainty platter, a cake, whatever whatever they like. So yeah, that's that's us. In a nutshell. In a nutshell, yeah, you bet. <laughs> In a gluten free nutshell. In a gluten free nutshell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy, thanks for coming by, buddy. Yeah, thanks for uh, yeah, thanks you know, for asking me after two years. Yeah, you, you know, I'm looking forward to when I came there last. You were in renovations to expand yeah. in the space. Have you used all that space? Every square inch. And okay. now we're going to do another little mini ren- reno. We're going to. One of the things that I really wanted to do and felt that we weren't doing well was showcasing our bakery section. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to just flip our front counter so that it's along the one wall so that we can showcase our breads. Because we've got breads that we have nowhere to put, Mm -hmm. like a sourdough, sourdough bowl, which, again, is something like I've never seen anywhere else before, like a round sourdough Gluten-free bowl. Gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan bowl. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. And and then all of our other breads and baguettes and um, and bagels and things like that. So um, we have no, we're out of display space. So we're just going to make an, uh, our counter. We're going to flip it and change that up probably in January when it's a little bit slower. Um, but well, yeah, me and Chris are going to come by and we're going to eat half your shop. Yeah, so that's good. That's we'll awesome. have free up a lot of space, buddy. Yeah, that, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for the dainties. Yeah, you're they very welcome. Delicious. Yeah, you. So the only thing is we're going to battle on who gets to take. Yeah, the well, I don't. Yeah, you she's tougher than I am, so it. she can. You know. <laughs> He's afraid of me. Thanks, They're, buddy. They do well very well in the freezer, so you can, you know, if you can. Freezer. Who needs a freezer? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, pal. All right, thanks. 
This is 680 CJOB.